this show is to get to the heart of well-being through inspirational stories of everyday people, expert insights from a number of health and lifestyle-related disciplines, and exploration of topics that underpin well-being. If you want to take control of your well-being and put yourself front and centre in your life, then this is the podcast for you. I want you to feel calm, nurtured and inspired so you can enjoy your life and your success. If you have not yet done so, please subscribe, rate and review on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you know someone else that would get value from the show as well, please share it with them. Join me on this journey and let's live the fab life together. Hello and welcome. Today, I'm so delighted to introduce my guest, Melior Sims. Hey, Melior's, welcome. Hi, Bev. Thanks for having me on your show. Yes, you. I look back. It was 2017. Can you believe it? That was wonderful. So that's still a, a popular podcast download. So thanks for coming back and sharing something really topical today. But before we get started, tell us more about yourself and what it is that you do. So I am the Holistic Tooth Fairy. I'm a natural oral health coach. And um, I got into this because I had really terrible teeth. I don't have a background in dentistry or health as a professional. I was a policy analyst and a researcher and an artist, all sorts of things. But I always had problems with my teeth. And uh, about uh, eight years ago, I um, felt a very familiar type of deep toothache starting up. And I thought, oh no, this is going to be my seventh root canal. And I went to the dentist and he confirmed that he thought I needed a root canal. So we made a date to come back and do that procedure. And I went home from that and just thought, I can't. Seven root canals, that's <laughs> it's just stupid. There must be some other way. And I don't know why I'd never thought to look into it before, but I finally got on the Google and um, started researching alternative ways of healing teeth. And within two weeks of uh, finding a book called Cure Tooth Decay, I had turned around that tooth so completely that the dentist agreed I did not need that seventh root canal. I've never had another root canal or a major filling since. The only dental work I've had done since then has been like old fillings just reaching the end of their life and falling out and having to be replaced. So uh, after a few years of research and learning everything I could and experimenting on myself and bossing around all my friends and family and trying to get them on board with what I'd learned about healing teeth. Uh, I um, was starting to be asked um, by, the, by the wider community to share what I was learning and uh, that turned into this business that I started three years ago called the Holistic Tooth Fairy and you were my like the first month of being in business, you very kindly invited me to come on your podcast. So if people were to listen to that um, interview and this interview, you'll really see how far I've come in three years. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. And I love that it's not just that experience. You also use metaphysical understanding of the different teeth. And I think that makes it so different and unique. So that's really helpful for people to understand because I know when I was going in my own health journey I was trying to understand like those particular teeth that had root canals what where were they linked to and yeah. it just gives you some other understanding but I think we both would agree that the mouth is the gateway to our health so 
let's kick off and what is the role of this oral microbiome in its relationship to the immune system? So the oral microbiome is a community of between three and 800 different bacteria, different types of bacteria in your mouth. And there's like millions, maybe billions of, of total numbers of bacteria in your mouth. And there's nothing wrong with any of those bacteria except when they get out of balance. So that's when you get problems like gum disease or tooth decay or dry mouth or any of the other well-known problems that um, people experience in their mouths. Uh, it's, a, it's an imbalance of the bacteria. So um, the, the mucous membranes on the inside of your mouth, so the inside of your cheeks, the, the pink part of the gum that you can see, um, uh, your tongue, the palate, all of that uh, is really porous and it's a gateway into the bloodstream and it's, uh, it's a mechanism for uh, your body to investigate whatever's coming in your mouth. Breath, um, food, uh, liquids, um, pollen, particles, anything that's coming in through the mouth um, is kind of uh, investigated by the body via these mucous membranes. So they're like a, a little computer in a way, um, making sense of the world. You know how babies put, always putting everything in our mouths? Well, as, mm. as adults, we're not doing that in the same way, but the body is still kind of on that path. There's immune, sal saliva is like a major player in the immune system. And also inside each individual tooth, there's like a little, individual immune system operating inside each tooth and it's it's a very complex system there's more nerves in the jaw and in and around the jaw than anywhere else in the body they're really densely packed and they're really fine that's why you feel toothache so intensely if you do have problems inflammation is probably the the most well understood impact on um, our health and that is the result of the immune system being triggered by uh, bacterial imbalance, dysbiosis in the mouth, or by foreign things coming in. And we get inflamed uh, in, in the gums. Uh, a lot of uh, adults are very familiar with that feeling of inflammation, where your gums bleed when you floss, or they look puffy and they either get really bright or really pale. You get ulcers, you get abscesses, uh, things like that. And those kinds of inflammation can get into the rest of the body. So the bacteria that lives in your mouth, that only lives in your mouth, has been found like on the heart when there's been heart disease in the gut, which makes more sense because you're swallowing down bacteria mm -hmm. from the mouth into the gut all the time. That's not actually such a big deal most of the time because the whole system is set up to take oral bacteria into the gut. But it's when it's getting into the heart or the lungs or the brain or the joints, that's when it's a real problem. So inflammation in the mouth can cause inflammation elsewhere in the body. And so that means that it's like the first line of defense, really. Absolutely. It's so oral hygiene is like 
given the pandemic we are experiencing worldwide, oral hygiene should be like a top of your list as is gut health, you know, so those things that naturally support your immune system. So I was at my biological dentist in Sydney yesterday and she talked about the impact on her services. So how is the pandemic impacting dental services? Yes, well, we should probably just say that we're recording this on the 19th of March because it's quite likely that by the time people are listening to this, events will have moved and changed. But as at today, more and more dental associations around the world are advising their region or their country to suspend uh, regular dental services and only provide uh, emergency dental care. And so a lot of dental offices are closing or should be closing. Now, one of the issues is, is that in most countries, uh, most dental practices are privately owned. They're not part of the, uh, the public health system, but quite separate and, and relatively unregulated. And so even though this advice is coming out from the dental associations, I'm seeing quite a number of dentists that I'm aware of still continuing to advise their clients that there's nothing to worry in about, come in for your checkup or your cleaning business as usual. So I really want to stress that the advice from the CDC, from the dental associations, is that unless it's an emergency, you shouldn't be going to the dentist. And so that brings us to the point, well, why can't we continue going to dental services? What are some of the reasons we should not do that right now? There's reasons that are for protecting our health, and there's reasons uh, that are protecting for other people in the clinic's health, and then there's reasons for um, collect, protecting the wider community that we're part of. So I'll go through them one by one. So in terms of um, uh, risk to yourself, uh, standard hygienist cleanings, uh, deep cleanings, um, tooth extractions, Basically, any procedure that might compromise the surface of the gums and cause bleeding um, could really undermine your immunity. And so even if, if a dentist is working on a tooth, um, uh, they could do something that, you know, just um, breaks through that mucous membrane and you are then not just vulnerable while you're in the dental chair, but potentially when you go out and that membrane's open to whatever you're eating and putting in your mouth and breathing in and all of that. So we wanna protect ourselves. Um, but probably the, the main reason for the advice to, to stop standard dental practices at the moment is because um, quite a few regular dental instruments and procedures, real normal things that they do, create aerosol sprays, put droplets of your saliva into the air. That's why you'll see your dentist under regular circumstances is fully gloved up and they're wearing the protective glasses and all of that. But um, it's even, of course, at the moment, there's so much higher risk of those droplets in the air. And, and what we're hearing is that those droplets can stay in the air for at least three hours. So not only is this the um, staff who are working on your mouth at risk, if you are, um, uh, you know, if you've got the virus, even mm. if you're asymptomatic, if you're, um, you know, the equipment they're using is creating a spray of your saliva, they're at risk 
But the next person to walk into the dental office and sit down in the air that you have just filled with your saliva droplets is at risk too. And Absolutely. on it goes. So we want to take care of good, good care of each other. Also, there's quite a number of procedures that make you cough. Like uh, have, you know, when you have the, um, the, it's called intraoral x-ray where they put the little wings in your mouth and then give you the x-ray. A lot of people will cough and do a little choke. Uh, when they have that, and that's normally not an issue, it's not a big deal, but of course we don't want it, anyone coughing around us, we're in a confined space. Then there's a, and this is probably a very small risk, but if there was a con contamination on a glove or a hand or an instrument that touched you inside your mouth, that puts you at risk. But I would say there's, uh, there's hardly any dental offices that don't already have really, really strict hygiene procedures around that. So that's a low risk. But when we're thinking about the wider community, um, there's a shortage of masks and gloves and other kinds of equipment for keeping people safe from the virus when, when health providers are treating people who are sick. And so using up masks and gloves on a non-essential dental procedure is using a resource that might be essential to save lives within the next week or month. So um, we'll just step back and let the people who really need those um, masks and gloves be using them. And uh, last but not least is let's keep the dental waiting rooms empty. I don't want to sit in a room with you know, six other people breathing their air and uh, touching their surfaces unless I absolutely have to. So those are my five, five main reasons why um, we shouldn't go to the dentist. Even if your dentist says it's okay, you can be sure that their governing body is giving them the advice, they haven't already, will be giving them the advice soon that it's not okay. Now, thanks for that. That's really helpful because... The other thing with the mask, which I don't think many people realize, is a standard mask is not what they call droplet proof. No. So actually people walking around the city with their mask on, they are not microscopic enough to actually stop the transmission of the virus through that. So it's a false sense of security to have that kind of general mask that you can buy. Um, there, you know, if you had a different type of mask that isn't intended to stop droplet uh, transmission, that would matter. But that's, you know, an aside. <laughs> let's talk about teeth. Okay. So let's say we can't get to the dentist. We are needing some sort of support. But what could we do as preventative maintenance in this period of time? Because we don't know how long this is going to go mm -hmm. on for. So what we could do at home if we can't get to schedule cleaning or any checkups? So there is heaps we can do at home in terms of prevention and maintenance. It's a combination of nutrition, high, hygiene, um, looking after the jaw and the anatomy supporting the, the teeth and the gums, and then what I call the metaphysical, that kind of energetic side of things. And so in terms of um, prevention, a good nutrient-dense diet that's rich in minerals and fat-soluble vitamins and has got a lot of really fresh 
wholesome local in-season food is the best thing that you can do to nourish your teeth and gums and it's really good prevention so minimizing sugar i think everyone knows sugar is not good for teeth don't be stress eating chocolate right now because that's not going to help matters at all <laughs> but also avoiding bubbly water or um, soda drinks of any kind even if they don't have sugar in them because the little bubbles in those drinks the phosphorus and the bubbles can draw out uh, calcium from your teeth and weaken your teeth so in terms of maintenance um, square off the fizzy drinks for the duration I would say if not for longer yeah so I mean all of these things if if you start doing them now and continue doing them forever you will need a lot less dental interventions because you can um, take good care of your teeth at home what else about nutrition a lot of the advice that I'm seeing for boosting immunity with um, different kinds of nutrients is also going to support teeth. But what's different for teeth is that they really do need the vitamin K2, vitamin A and vitamin D, which are fat soluble vitamins that are most easily found in uh, raw dairy and organ meat. And so you can uh, supplement with cod liver oil. That's a very good source of all of those vitamins. Or if you're a vegetarian, you should be um, getting your hands on some natto, which is a Japanese uh, fermented vegetable, which is the only plant-based source of vitamin K2. And um, when you buy a K2 supplement, it's made out of natto if it's a plant-based supplement. Yeah, so there's nutrition hygiene, keeping your mouth really clean. So that's just common sense. but um, uh, making sure that you're cleaning your teeth gently because if you're rubbing too hard with the toothbrush and you damage your gums, then um, you know making your gums bleed with either toothbrush or floss, that's putting you in a, a potentially immune compromised position. So brush frequently but gently. Yeah, and um, remember the point of brushing is to disrupt the 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 bacteria from getting settled and building up an imbalance not to kill the bugs because there's nothing wrong with any of those bugs unless they get out of balance so by by moving the brush around on the tooth you're just stopping them from settling and building up so those are those are sort of the basics of prevention i'm actually running a, a workshop next week where i'll go into a whole lot of prevention stuff in a lot more detail if people want and we'll put we'll put that link in the show notes for everybody so that they can sign up and take action this is this is a time for action now not for passivity and getting fearful this is about taking action so i'm glad you are offering that and so millials Let's say you're in the middle of a treatment plan, you've got a temporary filling or you've got some major dental work lined up. What could we do then? Talk to your dentist and get a sense of what they advise, obviously, but eating that good nutritious diet will help to stabilize whatever's going on in your mouth now so that it doesn't get worse while you're waiting for the treatment to be finished. Temporary fillings, if taken care of, can actually last for years. It's not ideal, but if you stay away from really hard and really sticky food and don't eat silly things like pop, popcorn is so bad for knocking fillings out oh. <laughs> and for compromising your gums, you know, if you've ever yeah, yeah. Um, cut your gums on a piece of popcorn. So if you're worried about your teeth, if you've got an issue going on at the moment, stay away from popcorn, hard food, sticky food, eat, eat carefully and nutritiously and keep your mouth really clean that's probably the main thing if you've got um, a temporary filling or a partially done 
uh, root canal that's still waiting on the crown or something like that, keeping your mouth super clean. So as well as brushing and flossing, I recommend rinsing with a salt water solution after everything you eat, just to just make sure the mouth is really cleaned out for the next couple of hours till you eat again. Um, and that will help to maintain whatever it is for as long as we need to wait until you can go back to the dentist and have it finished off. It's really nothing to panic about. I, in my work as a holistic tooth fairy, as a, as a health coach, an oral health coach, I see a lot of people who have got such great fears and trauma around the dentist that they literally haven't been for years, sometimes decades, sometimes with half-finished dental work in their mouth. It's really not unusual for people to come to me. And so part of what I do is coach them into um, a point where they can go to the dentist and finish the dental work. The point that I'm bringing that up for is that dental work can last. Tem even temporary or partially done dental work can last and stay stable for a really long time if you take good care of it. So don't, please don't panic if you're halfway through something and you don't know when you're going to be able to finish it because who knows how long this pandemic is going to last. Your dental work can last. Good encouragement there for people. What I noticed for myself, and I'm glad you mentioned the actual rinsing after eating, because it's surprising how much actual unmasticated or undigested food comes out when you rinse your mouth. So it makes perfect sense to use um, a salt water solution to rinse your mouth out after every meal, even whether you've got dental work pending or not. That's what I'd say. That's right. Now, Everyone. It's a really good idea. So then, Milios, what about if, let's say, we've got, you know, we don't have a current issue, but in the midst of this, the dental surgeries are all closed and we strike up with a toothache or something happens, you know, break a tooth or whatever. Mm. What would you recommend? The first thing I'd recommend doing is a self-assessment. So have a look inside your mouth with a little mirror. You can use the camera on your phone, get someone to help you, or I've got a guide to taking useful mouth selfies that you can download from my website. It gives lots of tips and tricks for doing this well. So have a look yourself. Can you see a cavity? Can you see a, a crack? Can you see a, a filling has fallen out? Like try and figure out if there's a surface issue visible that um, you can associate with the pain. Keep um, some notes and some uh, diary of your symptoms and track the kind of the pain level or, or sensitivity or whatever it is you're experiencing over time to see if it gets worse or stays stable or gets better. Because then if you know what's going on yourself, then you're much less likely to kind of get into this panic state where you feel like you need outside help because you don't understand it and you're scared. So just knowing and understanding as much as you can about what's going on in your mouth, I think will really help you to cope with it. Because often the, the problem in our mouth is made much worse by our fear around it than the actual problem itself. Now, if you do have toothache, one of the easiest, cheapest, quickest result things you can do is massage your jaw and relax the muscles to take the pressure off the nerve. Now, obviously that doesn't get rid of um, an infection or an abscess or inflammation, but it will very often help relieve the pain. And it's one of the things that my clients 
you know, think I'm a miracle worker because I teach them this little massage and suddenly they don't need a root canal because it stopped hurting. <laughs> it's very satisfying. So I'm just, by the time this podcast goes out, I'll have just put a new updated version of the video of how to do the straw massage onto my YouTube channel. So I'll have the link to that too. Follow along and learn that. If you do that assessment and then contact your dentist by phone and run it by them and you can get their opinion but also I have lots of resources on my website to help you manage different kinds of symptoms and, and different kinds of solutions as well so you don't have to figure it out on your own. What would be best practice then if you did need some serious dental emergency you had it and escalated you know you couldn't manage it with these things during this time of this pandemic? Uh, anyone that listened to the start of our conversation about this and the, the risks involved in getting dental work done will be really doing their best to avoid an emergency. But if you're absolutely unable to last with the situation in your mouth and uh, a dentist would, would likely consult with your primary care um, practitioner, your, your doctor, and and with whatever medical professionals are available in your area, and I suspect they're all going to be real busy with the COVID-19, there's not going to be that many people available to deal with other kinds of health problems. But the, the dentist would probably need to use a hospital facility, particularly if you had uh, any um, exposure to the disease and you were, um, you know, traveled or um, any kind of symptoms at all um, but even if you were asymptomatic and not testing it would probably err, want to err on the side of caution and get you into an operating theater type environment because a dental office isn't set up for the level of transmission precautions that the, the dental associations are advising to use in um, uh, emergency situations so it would be a big deal it wouldn't just be like tripping along to your regular dentist and having an hour in the chair there. It would be a big deal and a lot of resources would be tied up in doing it. They would do everything they could to keep you protected and themselves protected and from transmission of the virus while carrying out the dental work. Um, everything from gowns and masks and, and all of that, but um, rinsing your mouth out with a microbial mouthwash before the work and I really hope that we can help people to avoid an emergency situation, not because it's um, necessarily dangerous to you, but because it's going to use up so many badly needed resources at a time when um, everything suggests that our health systems are going to be stretched to the max. So that's why I'm putting together as many resources as I can to help people take care of things at home, including serious issues. You know, there's quite a few things, you know, I, I help people avert root canals and um, heal abscesses and, and other things with holistic strategies. So um, if, if you really want to avoid an emergency treatment at this time, do have a look at what the alternatives are, at least to keep you safe until you can go and get the treatment done. Very, very savage guidance there. Thank you for that. And so what are your tips for living fabulously, Manuels? <laughs> my tips for living fabulously. Probably the number one thing for fabulousness in my life at the moment is my meditation practice. Gosh, I think I would be way more scared and anxious and 
less functional at the moment, but didn't already have a daily practice of meditating before I get up in the morning. It's just like this haven in the chaos of the world to have that 30 to 40 minutes of calm and in, introspection and connection and grounding. And then like, then I can go and see what the news is and what's happening and handle it so much better. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would encourage people at this sort of time, other things like mindfulness, breath work, uh, tapping. This is, if you never experienced or tried any of these things, this is the perfect storm because these, we think of uncertainty, we think of the panic that we've witnessed here in Australia yeah. of panic buying and those type of things. It's clear we need other solutions and those solutions lie with that all within our reach. Melios has given you these amazing examples of how you can naturally care for your oral health, even more important now than ever, I kind of feel, because you mentioned there, Melios, that it's not just what we put in our mouths in terms of food and drink, but it's also breathing. You know, a lot of us don't realize that we actually mouth breathe, that we don't use our noses like they're meant to be. Our noses have little cilia which actually filter germs and yet often we tend to to mouth breathe so these are all really vital tips so we're going to rush this podcast to you so that you can get on top of this information and join Melios in her workshop that she's running I just encourage people to come back to nature that's what I'm saying come back to nature whether like we've been talking about oral health now I've been talking about gut health because when you come back to nature and give your body what it needs in terms of the nutrition and the support, the immunity knows what to do. So people who are immune compromised need to do more of this. If you are navigating an invisible illness or if your immunity has been compromised in some way, perhaps you had treatment for cancer in the past, take note of these things. These are things that can support you in the here and now and get you know get yourself well enough to be able to fight back and combat any potential risk that you're facing so thanks for being with me i just wanted to share that you can find melios at her website which is holistictoothfairy.com and also on facebook under holistic tooth fairy they will be in the show notes for you so don't worry about the spelling but thanks so much for being with me today. It's just so pertinent to talk about this and I appreciate all your wisdom, Melios. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity. I'm very evangelical to get this information to as many people as possible at this time. So I really appreciate getting to chat to you today. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for listening and I would love to know what you enjoyed most about this episode. You can connect with me on Facebook by searching for Living Fabulously with Bev or feel welcome to leave a message or comment on my website. You can get the links and any references from this episode in the show notes at my website www.livingfabulously.com forward slash podcasts. Do you have a friend who you think deserves to live fabulously? Spread the love around by sharing the podcast with them right now. Until next time, be sure to live the fab life. The information shared here and in our programs and webinars should not be seen as medical advice and is not meant to take the place of seeing licensed health professionals.